Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Welcome to Money Roots, the podcast where personal finance gets personal. Hosted by Amy Irvine, the CEO of Rooted Planning Group. Each week, Amy and her team dig deep into the world of finance, making it more approachable and understandable for everyone, no matter where you are on your financial journey. From savings and investments to budgeting and planning, Money Roots brings you practical advice, inspiring stories, and expert insights. They believe that everyone has the potential to grow a healthy financial future, and they're here to help you nurture it. So whether you're a financial guru or just starting to plant the seeds of your financial knowledge, this is the place for you. Get ready to uncover the tools and strategies that can help you thrive financially. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode of Money Roots. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Emily Graham with us here on Money Roots. I'm super, super thrilled to have her. I mean, I've been waiting for this podcast. Uh, in on February 5th, uh, Emily and her dad, and it was your aunt, right? Was the other co-author your well, aunt? Actually, yep. it's, it's actually another uh, a gentleman that worked with me um, that is oh. a hospital executive. He's actually the third author. Um, okay. on, this, on this release, but my aunt was an author on the previous two editions. And I'll say more about that in a few minutes. Okay. The book is called Under One Roof. And as I mentioned, it was released excellent. That's the book right there. Uh, it was released on February 5th. And the reason that I was really excited about it, number one is uh, I love talking to Emily about this topic. Um, her background, history, knowledge, and experiences is just to, for me, it's a, a topic that I can just dive into. And for a lot of our clients, they're experiencing this time in their life where their parents are starting to need some care. And, you know, maybe they still have kids at home. Maybe the kids have moved out. But that multi-generational caregiving idea, you know, has something that's starting to make a renaissance or a recovery, I guess you want to say. Yeah. And so, Emily, you and your family have a story to share about this concept. And when you were when you were updating the book, you reached out to me and said, hey, I want to let you know, based on our conversations in the past, this might be something that you're interested in. And I was a lucky individual to kind of get a preview of the book. I, I looked at the book, first chapter, Dodging the Nursing Home. And I think I said to you, oh my gosh, that was like the one thing that my mother-in-law kept saying to my husband and I is, whatever you do, don't put me in a nursing home. Whatever you do, don't put me in a nursing home. And we, we were fortunate enough not to have to do that. 
but it did require a significant amount of caregiving on our side and commitment on our side to make sure that that didn't happen. So I really enjoyed the book. Uh, I think I've got a lot of clients that I've been actually referring this book to them to sort of, you know, get their head around it. But I want to hear about, you know, your journey and, and why you felt now was a good time to update this and to rewrite bits and pieces of this book. Yeah. Well, thank you for for uh, inviting me to share uh, our story, and it's always good to talk with you, Amy. Um, and so I'm really grateful. Um, the way the way this came about, so this is actually a third edition of this book, but there have been um, updates to to it and making it more current with the data. In in addition to adding um, my perspective and my um, old uh, big boss. He was an executive at um, the company I worked for and still is. And um, he's the, the top lead of home health care and in the United States, one of the biggest healthcare organizations. So his perspective and my perspective were added in to the, the book overall in totality. But it's really quite a personal story. Um, my dad's uh, a, a sibling of five, and his both his parents had passed away, and one of his brothers was um, sick. And so the family, his siblings, had to surround him and figure out how to help him. He had some rare um, brain plumbing, is what they'd call it, and he would have um, brain bleeds. And with each new bleed would become, he would become less uh, capable of taking care of himself. And he eventually did um, die at the age of 45. He was very young. But our experience, the family's experience, my dad and my aunt, who um, was a first author on the first two editions, who is now, um, has since passed away, um, she was just blown away around the um, home care and the assisted living and skilled nursing facilities and made it her mission to find other ways to help take care of people. And she did all this research, interviewing families all across the country from different backgrounds that um, have lived together in three generation households. So she really was the bulk of the research and her work is included throughout the book. Um, and so, so that's what, what got this idea started and going. Um, I became part of the, the other part of this that's really beautiful is it's kind of like, and this is also included in the book, but it's a really about getting creative um, with your own family in in the ideas of um, maybe living together, but also sharing wealth and sharing even projects and really working together in within the context of your community or family to um, propel one another. And so my father, he's one of my favorite people in the world, invited me uh, on this project. And it's been so wonderful to be able to do this with him. Um, and share my experience working in home health and palliative and hospice mm -hmm. care for a decade, which is part of um, the book. And I'll just pause there because I could probably go on if you had anything you wanted to ask me. 
Well, you know, because this is a book about multi-generational living, how, you know, when your father and you were working together, how did, how did that present itself? So, you know, my, I would say my dad's probably my biggest fan and he, um, he's been such a cheerleader for me in my life and my career. And, you know, given the background that I had, he, he was like, wow, this is really important information. And in looking at specifically baby boomers, because he's a baby boomer and, um, you know, he's been doing a lot of, um, looking at what baby boomers have done to the social settings and the systems Mm -hmm. that were set up. And so the book incorporates a lot of that um, Mm -hmm. and and how how some of the systems are working to either support baby boomers or not. And so Mm -hmm. multi-generational living is just one creative idea to bring to your family in terms of trying to support one another through aging and end of life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the only way, and it's certainly not a new idea. It, as mm-hmm. you said, Renaissance, this has been the way people have lived all around the world for quite a long time. But, you know, it's it's becoming and has become more apparent that in the United States, there's a lot of issues with housing um, kids mm-hmm. returning to live with parents. And then we're looking at, well, baby boomers don't want to go into nursing homes. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can we utilize their knowledge and their um, time in mm-hmm. and marry it with their own kids and maybe their grandchildren? Um, mm-hmm. And my dad wanted to include aspects of end of life because it is mm-hmm. an important topic that a lot of people not always want to want to talk about. But it is it's really great to have people understand the whole landscape of that um, mm-hmm. so they can better plan and support themselves and, and those that they love. Yeah. So that's how he yeah. he said, hey, bring your experience and let's let's do this again. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think one thing that COVID did, I mean, there's a lot of things that I would never want to go through that period of time ever again. I hope we don't. Um, But I think there were some things that we learned. There are many lessons that uh, we learned, I think, because of a result of that. And certainly one of them was that environment, right? I mean, the shutdown, uh, there were people that did not, could not go in and see their parents, their grandparents, you know, that was that. And and they, they, it was heartbreaking when people couldn't spend the final moments of their life with the family that they loved and the surviving family members couldn't spend the final moments with the family that passed away. I mean, to think about I did not have this situation, but I would have been heartbroken and probably wouldn't have healed, if you want to call it that, if I had lost a loved one and because I couldn't get in there, it's not so much me feeling like I didn't get to say my goodbyes. It's knowing that they died alone. Mm -hmm. Like that to me would break my heart. And so, you know, thinking about what we learned during COVID and then fast forward to I don't think anybody ever wakes up and says, I think I want to go live in a nursing home. That has never been something that I've had a client on my 30 years of working in this profession ever say to me, right? So I don't think anybody wants that. But at the same time, it's, it is a, there is an emotional side that comes to the table when mom or dad or both move into a household with 
you know, an, a spouse and children. Mm-hmm. There is a component that is hard because once a parent, always a parent. Yep. And when you come in and and mom and dad are trying to help, that can create marital challenges. Mm-hmm. It, it can create child rearing challenges because if mom and dad don't agree with the way, you know, it can create a lot of challenges. So how do you do this well? Right. Like how do you lay this out? And so, some of this is in the book a little bit. Like, you know, how do you put down a good plan <laughs> so that that doesn't happen? Right. Very good. Very good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what this, this, I consider this from my point of view on the topic of multi-generational living and the why, the how, the what to do, what not to do, what to consider, all kinds of stories about it and, and examples. It's all in the book. So it's like if people are considering this as an avenue to prevent themselves from going into a nursing home, but maybe it's not even about that. It may not even be about that. It may be about how can people combine their the family wealth in in mm-hmm. creating an environment where everyone's able to contribute and win, basically. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's... So the book gives you all of the the tools, basically, un- with this topic, and it covers mm-hmm. every angle. Um, but it's kind of like it may not work for everyone, and and mm-hmm. this book will help you determine if it if it is a good option, and if it isn't, it gives you ideas on what to consider and think about if that's not going to mm-hmm. be the route that your family can take. But um, you're right. We found, uh, you know, my aunt found in her research that what really distinguished a, a household that was able to do it well, one of the two things that were important to have in place were separate kitchens and separate entrances. Um, so the book not only talks about those different examples, it also gives you an idea of how to build housing to support this type of living, what kind of things you need to look out for in, um, you know, with developers and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then also just agreements within families and how to interact with each other and, um, and how to draw upon the positives of sharing, you know, space again. Um, so I, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. Well, well, one of the chapters is actually called making arrangements for living together. There's a whole chapter on this particular topic and the quote that you guys used peace like charity begins at home. I thought was priceless for that particular section at, of the book because I'm like, yeah, uh, there's a, I, I hope my mom knows this because, uh, I'm going to tell the world and I don't want her to hear it from this way, but I think I've told her this story. I love her dearly and I will make sure that she's taken care of. You know, I, I really, I, I want to make sure that, you know, she has the care that she needs just like we did for Brent's mom and dad. But, um, 
And I have no problem with her being close by to me, but I, I am a very spatially challenged person, meaning I need lots of it. Mm-hmm. I need it from my own spouse. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, it, it, having somebody living in my house would be a big challenge, but having somebody live close, meaning even if it's like the next door or connected to my home with a separate entrance and a separate living space where I have some privacy, she has some privacy would be very important to me because I, you know, again, I, I, I just think that everybody needs that space. And Mm -hmm. so I think, and then I do see where, you know, if you have young kids, maybe that's a really good solution to childcare because childcare is hugely expensive. So talk about, you know, family arrangements, but then making sure that the grandparents are following the wishes of the parents and making sure that arrangement is really clearly laid out if that is solution. And you talk about generational wealth transfer. This is definitely a way to make sure that the transfer happens. Mm -hmm. And Emily, you and I have talked about in the past um, this idea of equitable versus equal and that when parents do pass on, there is a difference between the equity side of distribution of assets and the equal side of distribution of assets. If If you are caring for your parents, you're taking time off, you're working part-time, you're not saving as much in your retirement accounts. If you are the if, if you are the party that is doing that kind of care for your parents, well then you may end up with more distribution of assets, but it's equitable because you gave up some mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But it creates a lot of negativity when a parent passes away if that actually happens. Mm-hmm. If you do the under one roof concept and the parents invest in remodeling or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's different, right? Because they're kind of like paying for their long-term care expenses up front. Mm-hmm. When the parents pass away, the surviving child that's doing the caregiving has this additional resource available to them to maybe rent out or to sell or something. So there, so it's not as a negative, I think, in some people's eyes when they look at it from that that angle. No, and and ca- you know, a, a case in your point would be so my my father and my stepmom had um, they had me uh, and my older sister, but then they had a couple other kids, and they had a big, pretty big house. And, um, you know, the kids moved out, we all moved out, the house is still big, mm-hmm. they're only two mm-hmm. people. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people um, are facing that. They may have had, Mm -hmm. you know, especially I would say the baby boomer generation clearly had more children than Mm -hmm. Gen X, you know, and so. (laughs) Right. So you if you think about it like this, if there are if there is the possibility for an in-law unit, there's many names um, they call Mm -hmm all that, but I'm going to call it in-law unit for, for this uh, story. You know, if you have that set up, 
well, maybe your kid moves back in and then they have kids and maybe you, the parents move into the smaller space and that can Mm -hmm. go on within the context of the family system altogether. And Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, it could be utilized as a rental. So it can be something that someone can use to bring in some income, but it also can be a rotation space of the whole of the house, let's say. And Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, it's, you know, our, our goal is just to get people thinking creatively in mm-hmm. the context of this. But me personally, I don't have kids. My story is different than what might be the three generation. And it was important to have my, my say in this book, because there's many people like me, not married, no mm-hmm. kids. So what's my future look like? And mm-hmm. so these, these like, let's say principles and ideas in this book, I'm going to have to be creative on kind of what my community will look like. And I, okay. I talk to people, I'm already thinking about it just because yep. it, it's just been my work experience, but, you know, thinking about how I could do this maybe with friends or cousins yep. or, you know, other, other people than the family yep. and, yep. And, and, you know, many of us are not near our family. So again, this won't be applicable to everyone, but it, it's, it's a starting point. And it's hopefully something that gets people starting to talk and think about because planning, planning helps decrease a, a stressful crisis in mm-hmm. someone's life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to impart in my um, yeah. career, you know, and what I've done is helping people not move into crisis zone. Right. And this book isn't just for the, like the, like if you do have a, like you were saying, like multiple, multiple kids in the family, it's not just for the, the, the unit that's providing care. It's for the whole family to understand how this can be successful and to remove some of the like what I was saying, some any of the hostility that could possibly bubble up because, you know, one person thinks another person is trying to take over or something like that. This is a concept. And 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 the one thing that I loved about this book was it's such a guide. You know, it's such an idea generator. Like, you know, there's different thoughts that you guys put in here from different angles. And so I love this from a standpoint of, of, again, big picture, it's a guide, it gives you suggestions, it gives you ideas, it's not just something that's, you know, you and I have talked about this a couple of times, our, our ex-gen group, like we just, we didn't have, for whatever reason, that generation was not as childbearing as the baby boomer generation was, you know, so you have the, the millennial generation that's a bigger generation than our generation, we're this uh, forgotten generation is what I have deemed us. And I've actually heard a few other people say that um, about the X-Gen group, but we didn't, we didn't have as many children as a general rule. And many of us didn't have children at all for whatever reason. And so what do we do? And, you know, how do we handle this for our own, you know, long-term planning scenario, but especially how do we handle it for our parents? Mm -hmm. And I think that was, and I, I mentioned before we hopped on or even after we did, I guess, that we're starting to see our clients are starting to see this become an issue within their family units and like, okay, you know, mom and dad are okay right now, but at some point in time, you know, we, we want to be closer by them or we want to know that they're being taken care of. And this just gives people, I think, a great 
resource to think through the, I, I'm going to go back to the, the, in the book where I was talking about making arrangements, because that was a chapter that I actually read twice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was in there was family meetings. Mm-hmm. Like that was something that, you know, and there was like guidelines that mm-hmm. were like, this is the way that we're going to work together. And that's where I think these plans could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Is if you don't have almost like a contract in mm-hmm. some you know sense of of um, this is how we're going to interact with each other and also uh, some built-in barriers at the same time you mm-hmm. know so when does everybody need their space mm-hmm. and how to respect that and knowing what the preferences are going into the relationship, I think is really important and can avoid any misunderstandings going forward or nip them in the bud early if they start to rear their their ugliness, right? Before any negativity starts to happen. This was a great read. I read it fairly quickly and I had the PDF version, which sometimes is hard to you know read through. I'm a paper yeah. page type person. Um, but did order the book. So, um, you know, have a, have a hard copy as well. But I think that, you know, it's, it is a wonderful book. I want to thank you so much for being on the show to share this idea, to share the work that went into this book, to update it. The stories were phenomenal. That's what I loved about it is it felt like it was, it was just reading stories. It was reading examples. And that really was a huge help uh, I think for me, why I was engaged with it, it didn't seem like it was 300 pages plus, right. you know, because it was just a story. So I want to say thank you. And we're actually going to do a webinar on this very topic with you and your dad. We're still setting the date to confirm, but we're thinking in April. So I'll keep everybody posted. Emily, where can people find this book? I mean, it's on uh, all platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can find it just, just, it's called uh, Under One Roof, Creating Harmony um, for Multi-Generational Living. And I really, what I tell people about this book is it doesn't even have to be a book you read from start to finish. It's not even really like that. It's a book that if you have something you need to know about, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. the Bible for this particular <laughs> topic, multi-generation living. What all is entailed in that? And you could, you know, say, I want to understand how to create a ADU. What do I need to get in place? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do with the city? What do I, you know, it's in here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It covers the relational piece. It, it covers mm-hmm. how to keep wealth in your family. It covers kind of how the systems were created um, at, you know, social security and, you know, it looks at our population. So it gives you, it, it, it gives you a lot to chew on and to think about and to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's hopefully going to help people. That's my hope. Yeah. So the book is made up of basically four parts for those that are interested. Part one is kind of just a laying out seeing your future is the the title of it part two is the benefits of multi-generational living 
And so it kind of walks you through the pros of that. Part three is the practicalities. So that's like deciding to live together, remodeling, making your home accessible, maybe relocating, like purchasing a new house. And then part four is the challenges. And I think the first three parts, that's all the good stuff, right? That's all the things that are like, I want to say exciting about the concept of it. But part four is the, okay, this is where it could possibly go wrong. So let's plan for that. And I think that's really, all of that information is really good because we don't know how to plan for somebody who's aging to live in our homes. We've never done it before. Well, maybe some people have, maybe grandma or grandpa or something like that. But for the most part, this is the first time for many people that are help, you know, thinking about this concept. So it's really good to have these ideas. But that, that, that part four for me, that, that challenges section, that was just one of those areas that I think, you know, it, for our clients, it, it really does say, make sure that you have this clarity put in place because this is where it could go wrong. And you don't want that. This is, this is supposed to be a very positive experience. So let's make sure that we map it out. And the piece about that that I loved is that it isn't the child or the parent bringing this to the table. This is a resource that for me as a financial planner, I can say, okay, family unit, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I can bring it up or the parent or the child could bring it up, but it's not one or the other bringing it to the table with an uncomfortable conversation of saying, hey, what about this? Well, why would you think about that? You know, that could be a, a reaction, right? Where this book can be like, okay, we're going to do this. Here's a guide. Let's use this as a guide. And nobody feels like it's anything that's negative or that there's anything that there's nothing like that somebody's thinking. It's actually a guideline of how to do this well. And that right there, I think is so phenomenal about this book. So as I mentioned to you, um, I'm so thrilled that you took the time to be on our show. I'm so happy you guys updated this book. I now have a resource that I can give to clients when they're starting to go through this situation, which is great because I feel like sometimes uh, nobody trains us for this unless you've gone through it yourself, right? And and even your experience, like I've gone through it, but I, you know, it was a really good experience, and I think we got lucky so far. You know, this is a book that I can turn to and, and share with uh, individuals. And I, I'm just so thrilled, like I said, that you wrote this book. So I can't wait to do the webinar in, um, in April because then I get to ask both you and your dad some questions that will be fun yes. to sort of banter uh, to see your different aspects of things. But any final things that you want people to walk away with knowing about this book? So maybe between now and then they can, um, you know, it would really pique their interest. I, I guess I just, well, first, I just want to say this is really a heartfelt project. And I want to just honor my aunt, um, Sharon Niederhaus, who died in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And my family that that this is like a legacy project. And mm-hmm. it, it feels to me like, you know, my dad inviting me to be a author on this book feels like he's written many books. I hadn't, you know, so he's like, we can help our families in all kinds yeah. of ways. And this is a way my dad helped me as a single sure. woman to share my knowledge and to um, put my my work out there. And I'm just really grateful to him for that. 
Um, and then I just want to say that like it does it can it's it's just thinking creatively and it's not this isn't a new idea like i said this is some the way people have lived all around the world many cultures mm -hmm. live this way and the mm -hmm. american experiment we're seeing is is showing problems for many people on multiple mm -hmm. levels so this is just mm -hmm. a return to um right. and this is this is how to do it well well, I appreciate you guys doing all that hard work and giving us a resource. I look forward to setting the date on the webinar. We'll keep you posted on that. We'll put a link in the show notes to the actual book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble so people can click on that link and order it right from there. Thank you. And thank you to all the parties involved in, in rewriting this book. And a special thank you to uh, your aunt, who was one of the original authors. And uh, Emily, we look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Thank you, Amy. Have a good day. You've been listening to Money Roots, your go-to podcast for making personal finance accessible and approachable. Thanks for joining us today. Amy and her team have enjoyed guiding you through the roots of your financial journey. Remember, whether you're planting new seeds of financial knowledge or nurturing the growth of your existing financial plans, Money Roots is here to support you every step of the way. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and visit our website at www.rootedpg.com backslash podcasts for more resources. And of course, subscribe to Money Roots wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. A big thank you to the sponsor, Rooted Planning Group, for making this show possible. At Rooted Planning Group, they're committed to helping you cultivate a thriving financial future. Until next time, keep growing your money roots.